You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Tuesday, November 9th, 2021, but here on Locked On Patriots, it's still Victory Monday. I know, folks, I'll explain in a minute, but in the meantime, keep it right here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And once again, Locked On listeners, thank you so much for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here on this Tuesday but Monday episode of Locked On Patriots. Fear not, I'll explain in just a moment. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much encouraged. So share your feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there doing some Tuesday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, once again, it may be Tuesday on the calendar, but it is still hashtag locked on Murph Monday. Some technical issues prevented yesterday's show from being published on time, but I assure you, both Murph and I were at the microphone on Monday, and we were breaking down the Patriots' 24-6 victory over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday in Charlotte. And while the Patriots' opponent on Halloween was actually the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 8, Week 9 would be the week where the Pats would make their opponents see ghosts. That's right, doing it to Darnold yet again. On a day in which most eyes were fixed upon former Patriots cornerback and current Panthers cornerback Stephon Gilmore, it would be his Foxborough successor, J.C. Jackson, who would steal the show on Sunday. The soon-to-be 26-year-old intercepting Carolina quarterback Sam Darnold not once, but twice, including an 88-yard pick six as the Patriots defeated the Carolina Panthers 24-6 at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Mac Jones, not his best game, but not a terrible game either. 139 yards, one touchdown, one pass, which was ironically intercepted by Gilmore, but it was the Patriots' running game that would be their strength on offense. 151 rushing yards collectively for the Patriots on Sunday, including a touchdown by Damian Harris, Brandon Bolden, Ramondre Stevenson all playing well. Defensively, the Patriots solid in all three levels, holding Donald to only 172 yards passing with three interceptions, zero touchdowns. So all in all, the Patriots making a strong showing, moving to 5-4 and four on the season, and dare I say, moving back into the playoff hunt. But that's just the surface. Fear not, Pats Nation, because Thomas Murphy, the legend himself, will be joining me here in just a moment on the hot seat, and we will break down the Patriots' victory, what it means for their playoff chances. And if Murph's in the house, you know we're going to talk a little Brandon Bolden, especially the potential impact of a couple of key injuries at the running back position that might in fact be something to keep a sharp eye on this week. 
tons to talk about, tons to break down. So without much further ado, let's welcome in the Count of Murphy, Fisto himself. Thomas Murphy joins me here on this hashtag Locked On Murph Monday, Tuesday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Hello again, Patriots fans. This is Mike DeBate with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas, every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free, then use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And here's the best part, there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and even other brands. So don't delay, do it today. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Use the code TOUCHDOWN when you download GetUpside. Locked On listeners, Built Bar, the most delicious, healthy protein bar you've ever tried, has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I have folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Built Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each Built Bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate, but also great for your health, don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Patriots fans, for the third straight week, your New England Patriots are enjoying a Victory Monday. And here on Locked On Patriots, we're really enjoying Mondays. Not that we don't always enjoy Mondays, but a Victory Monday when it's a hashtag Locked On Murph Monday is fun times all around because you guessed it, folks. He is here. He is ready to roll your favorite and mine my benefactor in this business, and the only guest on this pod with his very own branded hashtag, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship. Thank you for coming to me in victory, but most of all, for joining me today, Don Murph. Oh, always my pleasure, man. It's an emerald green kind of day. We love it. We love it. Keys were turned. Uh, Good things happened. Uh, a couple of bad, bad little hiccups there, but uh, but other than that, man, I'm a happy camper. I am a happy camper. Thanks for having me back, Michael. 
Oh, are you kidding me? This is the hashtag Locked On Murph Monday. You own the day here on Locked On Patriots. We wouldn't have it any other way. And the listeners absolutely love it. And Murph, we're making a habit out of this. This is pretty good. Victory Mondays are becoming the norm again here in New England. And for the first time in a long while, there's a lot of optimism surrounding this team. They currently sit right now on the cusp of playoff contention. Right now, if the playoffs began today, the Patriots would make the cut. So an era of good feelings in New England uh, surrounding this team right now. Solid day running on the ground, 151 yards collectively between Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and your man Brandon Bolden continuing <laughs> to impress people. On the defensive side of the ball, but there are a lot of game balls that could have been handed out, but I, I don't think you can really slight J.C. Jackson on this no. one. I don't think anybody no. is going to begrudge no, us tried. for that. Two uh, two interceptions, um, one of them for an 88-yard pick six. The other, actually, to me, was the more textbook of the two. And I'm not taking anything away from what JC did in the pick six. Remarkable speed, great vision. But I just there was something about that interception in the end zone of Darnold that was just textbook. If you're a cornerback, and back in the day when I was in much better shape, that's the position I played, that's the type of play you want to make on the ball. That's something that you show uh, the team and you show in a video. But um, you know what? Let's let's get right into it, Murph. I think everyone in Patriots Nation right now is figuring that this team is a playoff caliber team. And it's hard to argue. Following that one and three start to the 2021 season, uh, the Patriots are winners of four out of their last five games, including back-to-back road wins, Chargers last week, Panthers this week. What, in your opinion, has given this Patriots team that marked improvement that they're seeing that's allowing them to climb their way back into the AFC standings? Well, it's identity. Um, They finally embraced who they are. Uh, We've been saying um, since preseason that this is going to need to be a run-first team, uh, that they're going to have to uh, ground and pound. We're going to – four yards in in a cloud of of rubber pellets was was the – was the, the recipe to, to get this team um, into the playoffs. And they have. They finally embraced this over the past three three or so games. We, we've seen the offensive line come together for the most part. Uh, they are working well. Uh, there's, a, a, as I said, a couple of hiccups there that, uh, that kind of uh, rattled some teeth and, and might have uh, rearranged a few uh, internal organs on on young Mac McCorkle Jones this weekend, but other than that, this is this is what this team is. It would have been nicer to uh, have seen a couple of more completions, but other than that, you know, the the ground and pound uh, game plan that they came out with that that I talked about and using the uh, the these running backs out of the backfield is as pass catchers is the way to the future, is the way to playing ball in December and January. Absolutely, completely uh, 100% agreed. And it is the blueprint to be able to play that type of ball and move forward into uh, uh, the postseason. And, uh, you know, you keep seeing, you know, these teams and and whatnot and how, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills necessarily yesterday did not look like the formidable force that everyone assumed that they would be. Um, They're dropping to five and three on the season after dropping the game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not to say that Buffalo is done or that they're, you know, beyond by any stretch of the imagination this is still a very formidable team that theoretically i mean they face a tough gauntlet but they could run the table i mean this is a team that has talent on both sides of the ball so nobody's counting buffalo out of this yet but no team in the afc has emerged as that dominant force where in 
years past, Murph, and a lot of times it used to be the Patriots, yep. <laughs> you would sit there and say, okay, well, the first spot is out of reach, but maybe we can catch this team. Maybe we can catch that team. You're not seeing that in the AFC this year, and the way the Patriots are playing, it could end up meaning good things. So um, that was really, I think, the biggest takeaway it was. from the game yesterday. And the fact that uh, the Pats have gone on the road and done all this, and other teams are faltering um, at home and on the road, it's really a, a sign of, of a ray of hope. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Without any question. It definitely is a ray of hope uh, beyond belief for the New England Patriots, their fans, and the organization who did not take kindly to being on the outside looking in uh, when it came to a uh, um, uh, a playoff spot last year. Uh, this team definitely is, is looking to... Uh, um, to, to make the postseason, and they're definitely looking to erase that bad taste in their mouth. Murph, obviously, there were a lot of great plays yesterday, but again, we talked a little bit about J.C. Jackson. We talked a little bit, um, you know, about uh, what this team is doing well and how they're moving forward, but two things that I continue to be impressed with uh, when it comes to this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is their ability to increase their production when it comes to pass protection or pass We'll get to the O-line in a minute, folks. That's yeah. a little bit of a Freudian <laughs> slip. Uh, but their ability to rush the passer, uh, get after the passer, and really the synergy that is forming between Matt Judon and Christian Barmore. And we right. talked about this a little bit last week, but you know the fact that these guys have been able to find that right blend of man and zone coverages, that uh, in a lot of ways has been facilitated by the fact that Judon and Barmore consistently are getting the pressure on the passer and they're That's also it. contributing in the running game as well. Bill Belichick was very effusive in his praise last night for Christian Barmore really emerging as one of the top rookies in the league on the defensive side of the ball. Murph, when you look at this tandem now, not so much down the line because it's tough to look into that Belichickian crystal ball, but what are these guys doing so well? That's helping to make this defense so efficient. Um, reading and reacting. Uh, it, it, it's it's amazing the way Barmore sees Barmore sees the, um, the the field from his position, and and of course Judon has just been a a massive um, uh, weapon to use. When, and when he's unleashed, it, it, it's truly been unreal. It, there there is no play where you go back and you look at the film where this man is not either getting in, into the uh the quarterback's face he's getting into a uh a running back's um midsection or being held on every single play it it's it's a b or c and it's really it, there would be I talk about the laundry every week um the laundry that is not thrown at whoever is trying to uh impede this young man from getting to uh to the position he wants to be in, which is usually the quarterback's face or a, or as, as I said, the, uh, the running back's midsection is, is unbelievable. Um, he, he's literally held on every single down and Barmore is just getting better and better and better. And as Bill builds up trust in him and allows him to do more things, we saw this early in the game. He made a, a, a you know, a big statement early in this game and just kept on going. And as Bill trusts him more and lets him, uh, puts him on the field more, you're just going to see it again and again. It's a fantastic find. This may be the best second round pick that the Patriots have ever made. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just his ability to push the pocket, be able to spend the amount of time that he's spending in that offensive backfield. And folks, right. for a guy like Christian Barmore with his size and his skill set, that's not an easy task. He makes it look easy, but it's not easy to maneuver in. This is a large and individual. Exactly. And you're beating offensive linemen that are pro caliber and he's making them look like, you know, he's been beating these guys for years. I still have to remind myself each and every time I see this kid take the field that he's a rookie because he just plays with such poise, such he's blowing uh, up his own players to go make a tackle. Absolutely. Without any question. And because of that, I think in a lot of ways um you know the new england patriots like you said uh are without question happy with the selection but um at the same time you have to start looking at this kid as being one of the best uh you know second round selections that this team has ever made and getting him at number 58 absolutely looks like a true steal for the new i was england asked patriots. i was asked this week if um this past draft was the best in patriots history it's a bit early to to say that but if this keeps up for another three or four years that's exactly what we might be looking at yeah absolutely without any question and of course another big part of that patriots draft is the guy they took at number 15 good old mccorkle jones as you'd like to point out i would like to point out that max first name is actually michael believe it or not so i like to take that in common with uh with the young rookie qb but at the same time mac is starting to get maybe a little bit of aspersions cast his way is that warranted and what are Murph's thoughts on the play that everybody outside of New England is talking about right now? And of course, you knew Murph was here and you knew we were going to talk about it. Brandon Bolden talk when this Monday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Locked on listeners, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit, just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Patriots fans, once again, the legendary, and I say it with every ounce of sincerity, the legendary Thomas Murphy is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. It's not only Victory Monday here on the pod, it is hashtag Locked On Murph Monday. And, but, you know, it's hard to take away from difficulties, or I should say it's really difficult to talk about a victory and have to talk about a subject that I, I don't know. I really just don't know what to make of it at this yeah. point, but um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And for the benefit of those I of do. you listening that don't know what we're talking about yet um, yesterday, uh, Mac Jones was the victim of a pretty crushing hit uh, by uh, Panthers defensive end. Brian Burns came in, got the strip sack uh, breakdown in communication. Uh, the offensive line there, Isaiah Wynn did not get back into position. Looked like he was having difficulty, uh, you know, coordinating that with tight end Hunter Henry. Uh, but Mac was absolutely decimated, got, you know, the bad hit, lost control of the ball, Carolina uh, recovers. And after the game, Hassan Reddick, a linebacker for the Panthers, uh, called something that Mac Jones did during that play egregious and uh, dirty, uh, for lack of a better term. And there's been several video out there on the web that we've seen, uh, we've all seen. Uh, if you haven't, uh, double check that. I believe Doug Kleiman has got a good angle on it to, uh, to see it in one of his tweets. Albert Breer has also tweeted out the video where you can see Mac reaching for Brian Burns' ankle. Brian's trying to twist to get out of it. He goes down and then they call the trainer over and he needs to be assisted off the field. Spent some time in the medical tent, comes back out uh, and he's able to play. Bottom line, the Panthers are spinning this as something that was egregious, something that yeah. was dirty. Uh, Hassan Reddick came out after the game and said that he hopes the league addresses it, uh, that he uh, you know, was not happy with it. Uh, Matt Rule uh, came out. He was not as... Uh, forceful in his, uh, you know, disagreement uh, with uh, with the uh, the situation, but also said that he believes at least a foul or uh, you know something to that effect, a holding penalty should have been called. Murph, I know you've seen the video. I know you've seen the replay. When you look at this, first of all, do you believe that there is any type of dirty intent? Are the Panthers onto something here? And second of all, Bill Belichick said uh, this morning that he believed that Mac thought that Brian Burns had the football. Exactly. Is this a football move? Because we've been seeing a lot of New England Patriots uh, fans. Uh, and uh, to tell you the truth, I mean, I'm in this regard right now. That Mac was trying to make a football move. Whether yep. you think he should have been penalized for it or not, I think is another is a story for another day. But uh, I don't see dirty intent here. Am I off or am I looking through this uh, with Foxborough rose-colored glasses? No, no, not at all. Um, when when I heard about this last night, I, I said the exact same thing. If I was Mac Jones, I would have just come out and say I was trying to make a tackle. I didn't know that he didn't have the ball. I just had my insides freaking turned outside and um and and turned around and there was the guy who stripped me um running the uh, the other way i reached out i grabbed his ankle and that was it i was trying to make a football play end of story that that is the only explanation that i can think of i don't think mccorkle jones is a uh, is a dirty ball player no, I don't think he's a dirty ball player either. And and Matt Rule was very, very cautious uh, to say that he believed it could have been a foul. It could have been a holding penalty. I mean, I think that's fair game at this point, and I'm not necessarily arguing with that. But yep. when you dis when you specifically go out and try to impugn someone's honor or someone's, uh, you know, the way in which they play the game, that has far reaching implications. And I think at this point, 
you know, you have to be extremely careful. You have to be extremely sure about someone's intentions. I know after the game, uh, emotions are high. Um, Hassan Reddick is going to, you know, defend his teammate. And yep. I think anybody would in that situation. I mean, I'm sure Patriots players would probably have had a similar reaction, a visceral reaction to something like that. But I encourage you guys to go out, take a look at the uh, the video, because while some are arguing that the video has really made uh, their case about Max intentions, uh, I don't believe so. I actually think that this, this video is a little bit more on uh, you know the side of, of caution in terms of what Max' intentions were. He looks like he was trying to make a football move. And I think that this, again, is being a little overblown, but whatever, regardless of what, is, I, I, don't think, I don't think this should uh, impugn his Talking uh, about the comments of, of ball players that are dejected and had just lost a, a uh, very tough game where they had gone out and played their absolute best and it didn't come out on top. They, they were aggravated. I understand that, but this this in no way was a dirty was a dirty play. If um, things like this continue, um, maybe you could you know talk about that. But at this stage in this in in uh, Max's career, no, I'm not hanging that that on him. No, I'm not going to hang it on him either. And look, I mean, you know, the league uh, is going to be reviewing it. Uh, it's the Patriots, so they review anything that the Patriots do anyway. But right. uh, they will, they will do their due diligence. We'll see what ends up coming from it. But uh, ultimately, I mean, if the league does decide that maybe he should have been penalized or called for There'll a holding a, call, yeah, I think so. There full might be a thorough investigation. Here. You know, people will be yeah. called and 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 millions of yep. dollars will be spent and at the end of the day there still was no flag <laughs> yep yeah uh ted wells is uh, on uh, speed dial and you can uh, you can bet that he's going to be called here not just kidding folks you know murph <laughs> and i are talking tongue-in-cheek but uh uh yeah we might not be dis- we might not be kidding too much folks um <laughs> um all right, so here's the moment we've all been waiting for now. Thank you for indulging me on that because it is a story and we do have to cover it folks i know a lot of patriots fans are you know upset that this has become the story that it is but uh you know we're going to get the level-headed wisdom and counsel of my good green friend here and thank you for uh indulging that but this is the moment that people have been waiting for brandon bolden yesterday my friend uh overall i think the patriots ran the ball very very well uh against this team uh they were uh, extremely um I don't want to say overproductive because that's the wrong word. They were very much prepared to run the football against this Panthers team. You didn't want to go in having to test that secondary. Stephon Gilmore ended up getting the early interception. Uh, That had the chance to be disastrous. I thought Mac did a nice job of recuperating from that. And the Patriots did a nice job of utilizing the run uh, to open things up. And Damian Harris, once again, very good, uh, you know, on the ground. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson continues to look fantastic at a couple of good big time runs, but I was very impressed by what Brandon Bolden did yesterday. 81 total yards, 54 of them on the ground on eight carries, two catches for 27 yards. That dual threat back that the Patriots have needed, that role is being filled by Brandon. Before we get into maybe a couple of different uh, um difficulties that the Patriots might be having. Uh, let's talk Brandon Bolden first. Murph, what is it about Brandon, his versatility, his veteran leadership? What is it about him that has made him settle into a role that not many envisioned him playing when the team first started the season way back a couple of months ago? Um, just the veteran savvy that he brings to uh, to this team or any team that he's on. 
Um, when given the opportunity, Brandon has always been able to contribute in this way that when he's used properly. And, and what we saw yesterday was a game plan uh, that he was in complete mix-in, um, that he knew what his, his job was going to be going into that game. And he executed fantastically. Even when you take out the long, uh, I think it was a 16 or 15-yard run, he still had a, a very productive day. Um, he hit holes. He was patient. And um, and that just comes with, with um, a person that's been in this system, is running behind a line that he knows and trusts, and a game plan that he knows and trusts. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I think, is the key to all of this and something that people need to remember when it comes to Brandon. It's not even so much that, oh, Brandon's a special teamer and he's giving them extra or this is, uh, you know, I've, I've seen this is whipped cream on top of the ice cream or, you know, gravy on top of the biscuits. No, this is something that Brandon Bolden is designed to do. This is something that he's very much trained to do. He's in the right environment to do it. And that, to me, is something that's as important as anything else. To take away from his ability to be able to do this, I think, does the player a disservice. And the fact that Bill Belichick gives him the right. chance to do it is something that really makes him showcase his talent. Brandon's value to this team would still be evident, even if James White were healthy and the Patriots were running the football with a four-man rotation and Brandon was a special teamer primarily this would still be someone who is extremely valuable to this franchise. He was left on the roster for a reason, folks. When the Patriots had a chance to make roster cutdowns, very easily could have left Brandon Bolden on the cutting room floor. They didn't, and you're seeing the reasons why now. So I, for one, could not be happier. Every time I see him rip off a good run or find the end zone, I always think of you, my friend, but uh, I also <laughs> think of Brandon as well because he really is such an invaluable part of what that team does both on and off the field. Bill Belichick, once again, effusive in his praise for Brandon and well-deserved. You can tell these guys have such a tremendous amount of respect for one another, and it's good to see that manifested on the field. That's it. Murph, it, it, I hate it, it, to, uh, I'm sorry. No, go, go, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, uh, I hate to do this, and you know I hate to do it, so we're going to try not to do it, but I can't just not uh, address it. Um, ending on a bad note is something that you know we never like to do here on, yeah. on Locked On Patriots, but uh, – the Patriots had their share of walking wounded last night as they left the field in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, uh, two of which are to a position we just talked about where Brandon Bolden has done great things. But uh, even Brandon must be really concerned about the health right now of both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, both of these guys going down with head injuries in the fourth quarter. Um, no word on them yet. Bill Belichick was asked this morning. We don't know anything yet, so we're still waiting to hear uh, any type of uh, definitive, uh, um, you know, word on what these guys might look like in terms of status this week for practice. But the hits were tough. I mean, they took two. They were difficult shots. Uh, Harris was a crushing hit from Brian Burns. Uh, he was down on the ground for a notable amount of time. Got some medical attention. Did get up. Walked off under his own accord. To the locker room he didn't return stevenson took a, a tough hit as well are the patriots facing some trouble in the backfield here when it comes to stevenson and harris uh if either one of them or both of them are going to be unable to go that's a lot to place on the shoulders of Bland brandon bolden we know obviously at that point jj taylor would be active but could they be working the waiver wire this week to try to bring in some talent how difficult could this be on the bats um it, it it could be very difficult if both of these guys 
uh, end up missing Sunday's game or even longer. Uh, you, we all know how um, how uh, the NFL and the Patriots in particular are handling um, any kind of head injuries going on now. But So, yeah, they, they will be working the wire this week. Bill is not going to tip his hand on, on condition until he has to, until the league tells him that, that you know, you, you've got to put these guys on the report and let everybody know what's going on. But, no, it, it could be a, a very difficult Sunday afternoon against um, – against the Browns if both of these guys are sidelined. Uh JJ Taylor's there. This will give a lot of fuel to the uh to the, the Sony Michelle, why did you trade Sony? Um contingent that's out there but no they're going to take a look, see who's out there and uh possibly bring in a couple of guys this week for looks. Yeah, the armchair officiating is going to be going on a lot. I should say armchair GMing is going to be right. going on a lot this week, you know, with uh Probably from a source that uh, really had nothing but negative things to say about Sony when he was here. Uh, you know, we all know about the suck and blow crowd. They're going to be loud, I'm sure, on this as well. And yep. uh, all of a sudden, Sony will be the, uh, you know, the second coming of Jim Brown. And that's coming from someone that is a, still, to this day, a very big fan of Sony Michelle. And I loved what he did here. I wish he could have hung around, but I think the Patriots had no choice but to do what they did. Uh, but, you know, you're going to see it. And it's going to continue. And it will fester. But... Bottom line is, folks, yeah, this could be one to watch. So as we like to say here on Lockdown Patriots, keep a very, very sharp eye on the running game because you hit the nail right on the head, Murph. This Cleveland Browns team is a staunch run defense, yeah. uh, ranked third in the league uh, right now. They're for the Cleveland run defense. So uh, this could be a challenge for New England. But uh, what that might mean is uh, more play action opportunity or maybe more yeah. uh, you know, of a passing attack. Uh, for uh, young Mac Don't Jones. worry, I'll have the See keys for up. you by Friday. Absolutely. And again, folks, you turn the keys, you go to the top. You don't turn the keys, you're never heard from again. And that's why this man is familia here on Locked On Patriots, the true Don of the Locked On Patriots podcast, the wisdom and counsel like no other. And that's why he has his very own branded hashtag. Folks, I can't stress more than I already do that you should be following this man on Twitter and you should be following the amazing content that he puts out each and every day for E2GSports.com, especially those monster keys, which I call the must read of the week. Follow my good friend on Twitter at TMurf207. And again, the content that he puts out, as well as all the great writers over there at E2GSports.com, check them out, but check out my man Murph. It'll always be point click learn material and how can i forget you cannot miss a single episode of one patriot's place with murph our great mutual friend steve balistrieri and the countess of class herself miss claire classy claire cooper but thank you so much for joining me today we look forward to talking ball with you again here next week in the meantime stay safe and well and i'm honored and humbled as always by your presence thank you my friend always too kind uh, it is always great to sit down here in this chair and uh and and just talk a little football every monday with you let's hope we get four in a row next week i would hope so it's going to be a tough task but you know what the patriots have faced tough tasks before and this team's rounding into form it has a familiar ring to it there in foxborough and who knows the sky could be the limit when it comes to the 2021 new england patriots but one game at a time <laughs> next week but can't wait to talk football with you thank i'll you, be here
And so, Patriots Nation, one down, but still a lot of Patriots coverage to come here on the pod. So, to be sure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, I am your host, Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until next time, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.